Two more four-stars are added to the Michigan State 2023 recruiting class. Also, we got another huge weekend coming up. So, yeah, of course, we're going to preview it. And also, men's basketball back on a carrier? Okay, cool. And how does Mark D'Antonio feel about all of this recruiting hoopla going on lately? Let's go. Our Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh my goodness, if you'd excuse me, I'm just fanning myself off because, woo! Uh, yeah, not only is it a gazillion degrees in the lovely state of Michigan, um, congratulations if you didn't melt away, by the way, if you were like me and you do live in this 100-degree state, but also i got to fan myself off with how hot MSU recruiting has been lately. We're going to get to it all on today's show here in a hot second, whether it be the two four-stars that just pledged their commitment to Michigan State, whether it be their third straight huge weekend of visitors coming up, and also we're going to talk five stars, we're going to talk how Mark D'Antonio feels about all this, or, you know, kind of theorize how he's going to feel about all this. But first, before we get to any of that, hey, I just want to ask you politely to rate, review, and subscribe to this here show, whether it's uh, the old-fashioned way, the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Or if you're viewing this on YouTube, hey, th- thanks a lot as well. Smash that subscribe button. Uh, we got another fun show today because they're just all fun shows lately with recruiting being a, a, a fun summer thing now these days in East Lansing. And yeah, let's just get right into it. Waste no more time. Fun little Tuesday we had here uh, for Michigan State football fans as we add not one but two four-star commits. Yes, we have Jalen Braxton, the four-star cornerback out of Texas, and then also interior offensive lineman Clay Whedon out of Florida. Let's chat about both of those gentlemen, shall we? Uh, let's start with Jalen Braxton because he was the first one to act on Tuesday. Between the two of these guys, he tweeted out his commitment to Michigan State, um, which I think was supposed to actually happen in July. I think he set his announcement date for his commitment in July. He had a few visits coming up, but obviously loved his weekend so much two weekends ago at Michigan State where he realized, yep, okay, this is the place for me. I'm going green. I'm going to join Mel Tucker. I'm going to join the gang. And here we are. And now he is the fourth and highest rated prospect that Michigan State has gotten out of Texas. Yes, those Spartans have gotten four. Lone Star State players out of Texas. So, yeah, not bad. Um, Jalen Braxton, five foot 11 cornerback, rated in the top 250 players overall in the nation and is the number 27 ranked cornerback in the nation. Um, all those numbers are per 24-7 sports. That's who I go with uh, when it comes to recruiting. So that is the gospel that we will be reading right there. And also, kid's a track star, too. Uh, we got some speed coming out of Jalen Braxton's legs here. Uh, he ran a 10.81 in the 100-meter dash, and that was last year, too. Uh, he might have even gotten faster, for all we know. Um, if you want to know how fast 10.81 is in the 100-meter dash, if you are a Michigan citizen, if that makes more sense to you, look at it in that lens. He would have gotten second place in this year's Division I track and field meet if he ran in Michigan with a time of 10.81. One in the 100-meter dash. So, yes, speed demon, Jalen Braxton, 
that's certainly a reason he's a top 250 player in the country. Um, and I also just love the timing of his commitment too. This wasn't off of the weekend he visited. No, he visited the first weekend of June. He visited elsewhere last week, and he actually visited Baylor last weekend. And um, that's got to that's gotta be a stomach punch for Baylor right there, right? Uh, that you just saw this great player come on campus, in-state kid. This is awesome. Oh, what's that? He, he's committing today to somewhere? Oh, it has to be us, right? This is – what is he? He's going up north to Michigan State? What? Mel Tucker's got it cooking that hard up there where, yeah, just – Less than 24 hours off stepping uh, stepping off of Baylor's campus, he commits to Michigan State. So I don't know uh, if that says something about Baylor. I like to think it says a lot about Michigan State, though, and I think, obviously, all the recruiting momentum going on in East Lansing, that's probably the correct answer right there. He realized that, yeah, this is the place for me. And now Michigan State has two top 35 quarterbacks in the 23 class uh chance for another guy out of Texas. he's rated i believe as number 33 or 32 corner in the nation um and also you got three-star eddie pleasant in the mix as well so that's three cornerbacks michigan state has locked up for the 2023 class holy crap i'm having the time of my life right now this is great this is awesome um yeah as far as uh, position groups going you like how things are shaping out for the cornerback room and also maybe the defensive back room as a whole. So we got a nice little visitor coming this weekend, but I don't, I don't want to spoil it yet. We'll talk about it next segment, what's going on this weekend, but we still got to talk about the other guy, the other uh, big guy in the room right here, Clay Whedon, four-star offensive lineman. Now he's listed as interior offensive lineman, but at six foot six, 295 pounds, this is a kid that might even have a frame to play some tackle, if you will. I mean, sure, yeah, build as an interior offensive line. I think he's a straight-up offensive lineman, no matter where you put him. He does have film his sophomore year of high school where he was out on the tackle position, had it interior. But, uh, of course, um, they're going to play him everywhere. And he's from a strong school down there as well. I think that the 2024 class at the school he goes to in Tampa, Florida, Carrollton, has like... I think three or four kids in the 2024 class that are in the top 302. So like, this is a loaded high school team he plays for. Uh, he's been making hay for them for quite some time. And that reflects, you know, not only with his rating of being a four-star, but his offer sheet is out of control. Like this is a offer sheet that is even great for a four-star uh, Ohio state, Alabama. Oh yeah. Georgia. Oh, how about Florida, Miami state, Penn state, Michigan, Auburn. You also had Florida State in the mix as well. That is, that's pretty much everyone. I'm sure the Jacksonville Jaguars were about to offer him as well. But yeah, this is a kid that has heard from a ton of top flight schools. And well, obviously he uh, liked what he heard from Michigan State. So much so that that was actually his first and only visit to campus last weekend. Never did he come for an unofficial or anything. It, It was a one and done Coach Cap uh, obviously impressed him so much. And Clay Whedon also mentioned this on On3, a, a recruiting website, that he loved just the, the coaching continuity and the, the stabilization that's going to be there when he's at campus. That's massive. And we get this question on the show all the time when it comes to recruiting. It's like, what's the biggest factor when it comes to recruiting? Is it this? Is it that? And I always go back to the answer of the system and the coaching staff. And not just the head guy in Mel Tucker, 
but also the assistants like Coach Cap, for example, who tried to get pulled away from USC, some other big programs in the offseason. But no, he stayed at Michigan State. And it's clear that, yeah, he he's in here for the long haul. And that's going to impact guys like Clay Whedon. So that's a massive, massive interior offensive line prospect right there. And maybe I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Maybe I'm not, though, because what I'm about to say is uh, kind of maybe shocking. And we'll talk about why it's shocking in the next segment. But could Clay Whedon be a, a, a year one starter? I don't expect he would be, but it's certainly not out of the question. Look, I mean, for interior offensive line, you have Carrick, Duplain, Samak, and Green. Those guys are all going to be gone after this year. Now behind him, of course, he got some young guns like uh, Kevin Wigginton, uh, Dallas Fincher, Gino Vandenberg, Evan Brocious. Christian Phillips, he's going to have some guys ahead of him that will have something to say about this, but if he's that highly rated, if he has that good of a pedigree, there is going to be a need for interior offensive linemen coming up next season, so could he be a guy that gets plugged in immediately? Uh, Stay tuned to find out. I I don't know. Let me just speculate there for a hot second, but I I don't think it's that out of the question to ponder if Whedon could be a day one starter. If not, maybe a massive contributor on this offensive line in 2023. Now, where does this leave Michigan State? In the top 10. In the top 10 nationally per the 24-7 sport rankings. Um, and I, I'll say it every time, you know, I, you know, I, I can't say this forever, but it is still a little early in recruiting. Um, you know, I don't think Georgia is going to sit at just six commits for the entire year, uh, you know, teams like that. I don't think Alabama is only going to have five commits for the rest of the, the class, but you, you do love where Michigan State is at right now. So their average rating for players is uh, in the mid-89s, like 89, 0.89 something, which is solid. It, it's solid. It's essentially that your average recruit is a, a mid-four-star. So we like to hear that. This is great. This is awesome. Michigan State now stands at 11 kids in their class eight of them being four stars, but yeah, this is uh, this is going pretty well. And it could continue to go well next weekend, which we will get to in a hot second. But I just got to talk to you fine folks about Built Bar. Built Bar did it again. They, they sent me their sample for the next flavor. It is Mud Pie Built Puff. And I almost fell on the floor when I opened the package just to see it. I didn't even taste it yet. And I already knew this thing was going to slap because Built Bar always comes through, whether it's their standard bars, whether it's their Built Granola Bars, whether it's their Built Puffs, which is their first ever protein-infused marshmallow wrapped up in 100% real chocolate. I had it today before a workout, and my goodness gracious, it slapped. It slapped. 16 grams of protein. Fantastic flavor. It, It felt like I was eating dessert before I went on this workout. It was awesome. And really, that shouldn't surprise me because all Built Bar's flavors are fantastic. Treat your body right, they treat your taste buds right, and they also treat your wallet right. When you go to Built.com, smash in promo code LOCKED15. That's all one word, LOCKED15. That's going to save you 15% off of your first order. Go peruse. Go load up that shopping cart too, especially with this promo code of LOCKED15. You will not regret it. Built Bar absolutely slaps. Their products are fantastic. So one more time, Smash in promo code LOCKED15 at built.com to get your built bars. And 
Before we break down this weekend of lovely recruiting, uh, gang, I, we have an important favor to ask you. That's right, you. Yes, the, the one listening and watching this right now. We put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Lockdown Podcast even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Lockdown Podcast. So go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It will not take very long, and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. That's right, $100 Ticketmaster gift card. It's easy, guys. Uh, to take our audience survey, go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. Thanks a lot for your help. You guys are the best. Love every single one of you, and thank you for making Locked On Spartans your first listen. Now, let's get into the fun stuff, and that is Michigan State's third massive recruiting weekend coming up. Oh, yeah. Um, last weekend had a, a zillion visitors. I think it was like 16 visitors, uh, like what, 13 of them were four-star or higher. Regardless, massive. The, the first weekend, 11 visitors. I think eight or nine of them were four-stars or higher. And here we go again. If you're on YouTube, you can see the screen. If you're on pod, the podcast, I'm still going to go through every name right here. But Michigan State has nine guys locked in to visit this week. And uh, not bad when, oh yeah, just eight of them are four stars. So not bad whatsoever. Let's take it from the top. And the first five names are massive names here because five of these kids are rated in the top 200 per 24-7 sports. Let's start with a massive one. Figuratively and literally, uh, this is Chase Besantis out of New Jersey. Offensive tackle, six foot five, two ninety top 60 player in the country and the number six rated offensive tackle in the nation as well. This is a big one. Um, of course, you know, we got Samson Okunlola, the five-star kid. He comes not too long ago. Getting his commitment would be awesome. Now let's say that Samson does commit. That's awesome. Who can we bookend him with? Chase Basantis would be amazing. Let's say Samson doesn't commit. Uh, Chase Basantis would be sensational to have as your top offensive tackle nonetheless like this would be a big one to get hopefully coach cap can uh welcome him into east lansing and you know show him everything that he wants to be shown on campus so not the only offensive tackle coming up this weekend oh no but before we get to those uh by job an edge rusher out of norman oklahoma the number one rated player overall out of oklahoma just freak athlete, love his game. He's the 64th best player in the country. As we go to Mr. Elliot Washington. Now we're going to spend a, a minute here on Elliot Washington because this is a gentleman that was committed to uh, a small school down south called Alabama. Yes, he uh, pledged his commitment to Nick Saban and the Crimson Tide, but not for long, but not for Lawn. He actually decommitted from Alabama not too long ago. I think it was about a month ago now we're going on. And immediately from there, some smoke is bellowing that, well, he, he could be he could be committing to Michigan State, actually. So if we're gonna expect a commitment to happen this week, I like to think it would be Elliot Washington. This is a kid that, well, decommitted from Alabama for a reason. And if Truth is that it really was the reason that Michigan State is a place he wants to be. What better time to commit than on your official visit? Maybe kind of like Jordan Hall did last week. So if we're going to be on commit watch this weekend, I got my pen circled on Mr. Elliot Washington's name right there. He is a safety, 5'11", 195 pounds, speed demon, 
uh, the 109th player ranked in the country. So, yeah, that would be an awesome, awesome pickup to flip him, essentially, from Alabama. Miles McVay, another great offensive tackle. Uh, he's in the top 200, six foot six, 358 pounds out of East St. Louis. And then we have the Harris Twins as well. Andrew Harris, Michael Harris, both linebackers out of Florida, both rated four stars. And then also Peyton Kirkland, uh, another offensive tackle rated 260th in the country, the number 25th rated offensive tackle. But still not the only offensive or not the last offensive tackle that we're going to name here as Trevor Lauk. Yes, the rated number, uh, sorry, the number 393 rated player in the country, number 33 overall offensive tackle. He will be coming in to East Lansing as well. And to round things up, Paul Billups, wide receiver, six foot two. He is the number 83rd rated receiver in the country. Will be interesting to see if uh, Michigan State wants to take another receiver in this class. They already got Demetrius Bell. And uh, needless to say, they got a strong young recruiting core, receiver core already. Got Antonio Gates Jr. You got Jeremy Bernard. I know I'm missing a few guys, but just off the top of my head, like, those are the young guys right there. So massive, massive weekend coming up for Michigan State. I sound like a broken record player, but yeah, I'm not over-exaggerating or doing hyperbole. Like this, it is a massive weekend. Like this is great talent that they have coming on campus, which is whew, starting to make me a little dizzy right now. Um, with all the talk though, about four stars, five stars, everything like that, uh, let's actually go to a listener email, and this is from Keith, and this is a great email right now because, A, it's just you know nice to talk about, but B, this is a new world that us Michigan State fans are kind of stepping into with highly rated four stars, five-star kids com- uh, considering Michigan State. So let's go to the question right here. Does landing a five-star mean we should expect them to be year one starters? And then he goes on to say, you always hear in the NFL draft that a first-round pick is expected to start and I'm wondering if that's similar-ish logic to apply for five stars. Would we expect a five-star to crack our starting lineup right away? I'm guessing probably not if it's a quarterback, but what about other positions? I assume the elites, like Alabama, OSU, already have so many five-stars stacked up year over year that it's probably rare for a freshman to start in year one. But for MSU, is it maybe more realistic to think that way? That is a great question, and you actually bring up some of the points I'm going to bring up. Let's use the 2021 class as our case study right here. Now there's 35 five stars in that class, 35 five stars. And right off the top, I'm just going to point this tidbit out right now. 18 of those 35 kids went to either Ohio state, Georgia, or Alabama. Yeah. More than half the five stars went to one of those three schools. So here we are. Uh, yes, a lot of them do, do go to, well, yeah, those three juggernauts. Now, with that said, out of the 35 five-stars, I went ahead and I looked up to see how much they played this year, and only eight of them, only eight of them started even a handful of games this year. Uh, obviously, Caleb Williams, quarterback at Oklahoma, that, that was more than a handful of games. Uh, Dallas Turner started three games at Alabama. Uh, Sam, who, uh, Sam Howard uh, started one game over in Washington. So yeah, I even counted that. Long story short, it, it is kind of rare for even five stars to start immediately. But with that said, with that said, I'm going to go right back to the email. It is because a lot of these teams are already stacked with talent, like are just bleeding talent. Um, but it, it's not perfect. It, it's not every school. You know, like you had Miami, right, who 
I don't think they were necessarily bleeding talent last year. They had two five stars, and only one of them really started, and that was safety James Williams. The other guy didn't all play all too much. Now, Wisconsin, that's a unique situation because you look at Wisconsin, you're not necessarily seeing like four-star you or five-star you. Unless it's maybe their offensive line, because if they're good at one thing, it's offensive linemen. Five-star Nolan Rucci, he didn't start last year. I, he wasn't even on the two deep last year. So, yeah, it, like it's, it's crazy. Texas A&M, defensive end uh, Shamar Turner, he didn't start. Florida, Jason Marshall, he did start, though. And North Carolina, they had a five-star defensive lineman who like really just didn't even play last year. So... That's a long way of saying that it is a case-by-case basis here about your program or whatever. But what about Michigan State, right? And not even just five stars, right? Like, we, we'll start with offensive tackle for Michigan State. You got Samson Okunlola. That's your five-star that you're probably talking about. But also, let's just throw guys like Chase Pasantis into the mix, right? Like, high, highly rated four-star guys. I, I'm not sure if they would start immediately because, yes, there is going to be a hole there. Jarrett Horst is coming up on his last year. But you also have Brandon Baldwin right behind him, who would be in his third year in the program. Or Ethan Boyd behind him, perhaps. Uh, Spencer Hall will be a senior in 2023. So, or Spencer Hall. Spencer Brown is going to be a senior in 2023. So, you know, right tackle is going to be uh, pinched up right there. But I think it's interesting with interior offensive linemen, right? just like our guy we talked about, Clay Whedon, or a guy like uh, Madden Sanker. You are losing that quartet of Nick Samak, J.D. Duplain, uh, Carrick, and then Green as well. So right there, yeah. I mean, we know that there are underclassmen that are going to go for their spots too, but if you're that good of a four-star, maybe maybe it does happen immediately. Now, defensive end could be fascinating as well. You know, guys like a, a Jaden Wayne, if you will, or uh, we'll throw Andrew DePape's name in here. Um, Chris Bogle, he's a senior. Brandon Wright, he's a senior. So those guys are gone. Now, Jeff Petrowski, he would be a senior in 2023. And then you do have guys like uh, Tank Brown going for the other position, Michael Fletcher going for the other position. So it'd be good competition there, no doubt. And maybe it's a coin toss that those guys would start. But yeah, it's it's rare for five stars even to just be assumed as starters that early on, but that's a great question. And I'm glad we got to it. Um, it's a the long story short is maybe depends on the position. So that's that's what I got for you right there. So thanks a lot, Keith, for the email. If anyone else has a, a question, lockedonspartans at gmail is the place to find us. And we got some more. Uh, we got another question on the other side of this break, and also some. Aircraft carrier talk. That's right. Basketball's back, baby. Let's go. We're, we're back in the open sea. Uh, but first, I just got to talk to you fine folks about betonline.net. Woo! Betonline.net uh, has it hooked up. The, the entire playoffs, they always have the Stanley Cup, the NBA Finals. We got the U.S. Open teeing off here in a little bit. Justin Thomas, 11-1. to 1. Justin Thomas, 11-1. to 1. That's the only PSA I'm going to give right there. I know he's a favorite. I know it's pretty boring, but, man, that guy's cooking on the course. Anyway... Bet online, they got all sorts of props, odds, futures. They, they they make betting even more fun than it originally is in the first place, right? And they do so because they're your number one source for all your sports betting stats and info. Find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including this year's basketball championship matchup, NHL hockey conference finals. What am I saying? Stanley Cup finals, excuse me. Major League Baseball. Go bet on the Tigers if they're going to score more than two runs any given night. 
God, I hate that team. Oh, my God. Anyway, uh, and of course, the latest fighting news from MMA to UFC to boxing. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. So head to the website today. Use your mobile device. Learn more about the trends and action. Oh, yeah, gang. That is at Bet Online where the game starts. And also, if you got a banged up truck, you got a banged up car, start your auto part journey with the fine folks of Rock Auto. That's right. It, it, it's it's the, the fine, fine folks of Rock Auto. They always, always hook it up for you because uh, they're the family-oriented business that always has you and your wallet in mind. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts your car or truck will ever need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like, oh, does your Ford Fiesta need a Spiegel Yeeper? I don't know. That could that could very well be a car part. You might find it on rockauto.com, but I, it's clear that I'm not a car part person. But luckily, I don't have to be because the people at rockauto.com are your car people, and they're also your money-saving people. Why would you choose to spend 30 50 or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain ship? You would only do it if you were a giant circus clown. Here. But you're not a circus clown. You're a smart person, and you use rockauto.com. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. Hey, how'd you hear about us, Box? So we know that we sent you. It's amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. And this is exciting news about Michigan State basketball. Now, this was broke uh, on Tuesday, of course. This is a tweet from Matt Norlander. John Rothstein was the guy who originally broke the news, but um, Norlander put a little more context to it. He tweets out, and I quote, Can confirm what John Rothstein just put out there. Gonzaga and Michigan State are in the process of trying to revive the college, ho- sorry, college hoops game on an aircraft carrier era. Sources say that plans are optimistic at this stage, but the game is not finalized. Still hurdles to clear. And um, also, I think Rothstein pointed out, too, that it would be on Veterans Day coming up. So this could very well be a game that Michigan State kicks its season off with because the Champions Classic, kind of later in the year, um, if I'm not mistaken. If I am, call me out. But, yeah, it's a later year for the Champions Classic. And kind of going on that note, too, this is just prime Izzo. Right? Just scheduling up the matchups. Whoever, wherever, whenever. Okay, you're also going to face a juggernaut in Kentucky in the Champions Classic. Got to go against Oscar Shibwe with one and a half big men. Good luck right there. There we go. <laughs> also, uh, the uh, the PKI Invitational going on over Thanksgiving. Uh, you have teams like Alabama, Iowa State, North Carolina, Oregon, uh, Mighty Portland, uh, UConn and Villanova in the mix. You can meet any three of those teams, that's going to be awesome. So, yeah, uh, it's just a stereotypical Izzo, load the schedule with as much talent as humanly possible, get humbled early on, got to break this team down to build them up. So how many times have we seen that with Coach Izzo? And also how many times have we seen that work for a team later in the year as well? So, yeah, nothing but good news there. Fired up about that. I'm a complete sucker for quirky games. Like, okay, obviously the aircraft carrier game. I love when games are played in football stadiums. Like, I think Wisconsin and Stanford are meeting up for a game uh, where the Brewers play. Why not? Yeah, let's get nuts. I mean, yeah, you can play this game on the Blue Water Bridge in Port Huron, and I'd be fascinated by it. Like, I, I'm a sucker for quirky games like that. And also, 
hey, when you think about the game against North Carolina a few years ago, okay, I shouldn't say a few years ago, a decade ago. Oh, God, so old. Anyway, as I come out of my crisis that I'm having, I always fall in love with those pictures that came out of that game. I mean, some of the, the coolest imagery in college basketball history coming out of that game. So, yeah, if you can get that scheduled, if you can jump over those hurdles that you still have to jump, go for it. That's awesome. I'm going to have a great time watching that game. That's uh, that's a nice way to kick off the college basketball season on a little aircraft carrier. And uh, if the brass at Lockdown is listening right now, I'm more than happy to go over to San Diego and uh, cover this. That's right, on your dime. Um my email is always open, so yes, please. I would absolutely love nothing more than to go over there and cover that game. Now, let's uh, do one more listener email. This is a great one because this is um, – I, I don't know if it's a hypothetical or – you know what it is? It's speculation. That's why I liked it so much. It's speculation, one of my favorite things to do in the world. So let's get to it. This is from Taylor F., and he writes, I want to preface this question with two points. One – I will always love D'Antonio. And two, I know D'Antonio is happy for the progress we're having. Now, with that said, the question is, how do you think D'Antonio feels seeing the recruiting boom at MSU after his exit? Do you think he feels embarrassed that he couldn't do what Tucker so effortlessly so effortlessly does? I love that question. And it's kind of the same sentiment I have, too. I love D'Antonio. He did fantastic stuff here. He's one of my favorite people of all time. But with that said, like it, it's it's hard to have that conversation and talk about where Tucker has recruiting right now and where D'Antonio had recruiting, especially in those later years, as Michigan State has eight four-star kids in this class alone. Well, Mark D'Antonio had nine four-star visitors his last three years combined at Michigan State. You do not mishear that. That's a, a true fact. With that said, my answer is... No, I don't think he's embarrassed, but maybe, but maybe. Listen, hey, at the end of the day, we're, we're all human. We're all men. They're all football people. These are prideful people we're talking about, you know, people that really have a reputation they want to uphold. Is it maybe a little tough seeing Tucker get all this love immediately from Spartan Nation, which is also, by and large, thanks to recruiting, getting all these guys in? Perhaps maybe a, a smidgen. A smidgen, but also I think the bigger slice of this pie is I think that I think maybe embarrassment is a teeny tiny corner in the Mark D'Antonio pie chart. Just like you say, I, I think that he is thrilled with where the program is right now. But not only that, but I, I think he also knew that this wasn't his game necessarily to go nationally recruit. I mean, heck, it, it, it was always talked about when he was here that plan A recruiting was just lock down your guys in Michigan, lock down your guys in Ohio, maybe Indiana. Just just stay regionally. As long as you can pick out the guys that you like there, you're doing fine. And he was also never a guy to go out and gun too hard after these four stars. We saw it happen in 2016, and I saw that explosion right there. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think he's too embarrassed just because that was never really his M.O., you know, he really made a lot of us fall in love with the whole diamond in the rough theory that worked <laughs> at the start of his career. And then at the very end, not work at all. Ends up that trying to find two stars and three stars everywhere and making them into super teams wasn't the most sustainable formula at all. But at the end of the day, it worked. Now, would Antonio be embarrassed if you trade out the Rose Bowl 
the Cotton Bowl and the two Big Ten championships for like Tax Slayer Bowl, Music City Bowl, uh, Alamo Bowl bids, like I think it'd be a lot different there. But since D'Antonio can look back, he's like, uh, yeah, I brought this program back to greatness for a little bit. Did it fizzle out at the end? Yeah, maybe, but eh, you know, at least I gave these people something to smile about. So I think at the end of the day, again, you could only ask D'Antonio this question, but what fun is that? Of course I'm going to answer it. I think maybe a little part of him is like, oh man, God, these people, they forget about me. I, I used to be cool. Oh man, don't don't forget about me, guys. But for the most part, I think he's fired up. I think he's thrilled. I, th- I think he's jazzed. And I think he also knows too that you don't have that kind of energy today to go out and recruit, especially in the age of NIL, something that he never had to deal with. That would be even another layer on the cake that I don't think D'Antonio necessarily wanted to eat there. So, yeah, I love that question. Great question. I mean, I love pretty much most of the questions that you guys send in. I mean, you guys are awesome. So, yeah, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com. If you ever want to reach out, hit me up, uh, Sheehan underscore sports on Twitter. If you have any questions, you want to yell at me. Um, yeah, whatever you want to do. Um, you guys are the best. Thank you so much for making Locked on Spartans your first listen. A little programming note right here. Uh, Colton Pouncey will be on Monday's show. Um, that's going to be pre-recorded. I'm going to chat with him tomorrow. But if there's any big commitment news or anything like that, that'll come out on Tuesday's show. Um, if, if it's something crazy, like Tom Izzo retires or anything, or Michigan State gets like five commitments, okay. Fine, I'll, I'll dig my laptop out of the ground and I'll record a show uh, for Monday. But as of now, the plan is Colton on Monday, and then we'll catch up on any news we missed on Tuesday's show. So that's the little programming note. And thank you so much for making Lockdown Spartans your first listen every single day, you beautiful people. Now, the first picks of the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft have been made. Search now for Ultimate NBA Mock Draft and get over 50 insiders, the Odyssey sports experts, and the draft experts of Locked On NBA Big Board. The five-episode Ultimate NBA Mock Draft is underway. Make Ultimate NBA Mock Draft your second listen today. Love every single one of you. You guys are the best. Go Green.